What you're about to hear is the fusion of entertainment and enlightenment. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Well, they've been busy little bees uh, on the eastern side of this uh, globe. You've got Putin, who just gave a speech uh, on uh, Russia and Ukraine and the United States. He suspended our nuclear treaties and said we're no longer in a nuclear treaty uh, with the United States. Um, He warned again about us arming uh, Ukraine. We, our U.N. ambassador, just told China we're serious. No arms, no military support for Russia or else. Or else what? Or else what? Meanwhile, Joe Biden uh, is uh, gaffing his way across the world. He's giving a speech in a few minutes um, uh, about the Ukrainian war to the Polish people. Like to hear what he has to say on that and an update on what's happening in Ohio in 60 seconds. First, remember a couple of years ago when they were telling you inflation wasn't real? Remember how it wasn't happening at all? No way, no how, couldn't happen. It was transitory. It was, it was, it was, it was, it was Trump's fault if it would even happen, but it's definitely not going to happen. Oh my gosh. As genuine as a, a Kamala Harris cackle. And how many of these things do we have to be told could never ever happen? And that's a conspiracy theory. When they just later turn out and go, yep, it's absolutely true. Where have you been? Wait, listening to all of your speeches, denying all of this. I want to talk to you about gold and silver and gold line. There are numerous fractional gold items available and gold line is offering a special on every total ounce of gold acquired. That could be two of the half ounce coins or 10 of the one tenth ounce coins. Any combination that adds up to an ounce is available to receive free items. With every total ounce of gold, no limit, you'll receive one free two ounce silver maple flex bar at no cost. Buy two ounces of gold, get two silver bars for free. Buy a hundred ounces, get a hundred bars for free. Sky's the limit. Give Goldline a call today and find out how they can help you. Is gold or silver right for you? It is for my family. Do your own homework. 866-GOLDLINE. 866-GOLDLINE or goldline.com. So I don't know about used to, but I feel pretty darn good about that Putin speech. Yeah. Yeah, pretty good. Pretty good. Oh, yeah? yeah? Oh, yeah. In what way? Well, I got up this morning and I'm like, look, he would be the pariah of the world if he launches a nuclear war. Now, could he launch a tactical nuke? Yeah, but I still think that would be a bad idea. Okay, I think he would find himself the pariah of the world. Well, I mean, he in some ways is the pariah of the world already. Yeah, but even more so. I I think that's true. And I think it would only be done in a true moment of real desperation. Yeah. Like he thought it was over and he was about to be overthrown type of situation, which, by the way, is in the realm of possibilities. Correct. So you have uh, you have that going on for you. Um, And uh, and I was thinking, hey, uh, he wouldn't do that. But what he would do is exactly what he said, fight World War Three with ones and zeros. And he could do as much and maybe even more damage if he could cripple our uh, electricity, if he could cripple our access to power for a few months even 
we, we, we large population uh, death. That seems like a, a real possibility, a scary one. Um, and, and you hope the worst case doesn't come to play there. But yeah. like I, my son asked me this the other day. He got he they you know, he, he got a he's eleven years old. Got a got a whiff of the Chinese balloon situation. Yeah. And was like, well, you know, started asking me about nuclear war mm-hmm. and stuff. And, I, you know, they had talked about, I guess, the Chinese balloon in school. And he said, like, he was asking me, what what are the chances of of nuclear war happening? And you didn't call me? You didn't have to say, Let, let's ask Uncle Glenn. He knows how to bunker. talk. He knows how to talk to kids. Yeah. <laughs> Good God, my kid would be twisted forevermore. Uh, and I said to him, my answer was, the, the odds of a nuclear war are very, very low. Very low. Very, very low. Probably will not happen. Um, now, of course, that's the right answer to a kid, probably even if right. the odds are high. But I think that it's true that the chances of that breaking out are low. I think mutually assured destruction still is effective. It's one of those things that goes beyond politics and relationships and bad presidents and all of that, which is why it's such a good thing, mm-hmm. right? Uh, it's why having a nuclear arsenal like we have and like they have winds up being a net positive, despite how crazy that sounds at times. Um, but these other possibilities are real, right? Oh. And scary and things that we have not really contemplated and can, certainly can't deal with. You take our power generation ability away from us. You hit our power plants and you collapse our grid. And you could do it by hitting 10. You, uh, you collapse our grid. It will work one time, just like Nagasaki and Hiroshima. Mm-hmm. You know, that first shock and awe of it and you know we didn't know what it would actually be like we knew it'd be horrific blah 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 but what are the lasting effects that'll be the same conversation around the world if they would shut down america's power but the death toll would be so much higher than you know what we did in in japan it will be thought of in the future as a tactical first strike nuke. It's remarkable we really don't seem to be taking that seriously. I, you know, I, I usually when these things happen, they're more difficult to do than you think they are. Like I remember when you know biological war was in the news a lot, yeah. and they talked about how scary, and it's really scary possibilities. But to spread a, bi- a bio weapon is very difficult. Yeah. A dirty bomb, like, is actually more difficult than and. and I mean, if you want to poison the water supply, I mean, you have to have a train, you have to have it derailed, then you have to. <laughs> set it on fire then you, you have, have to have one of those war, war trains by right, was talking about right. sending to ukraine you <laughs> right. have to have that I mean, and that's really hard it's very difficult but like i don't know like could they uh, russia uh, china they don't seem to be competent in a lot of things could they actually pull this off perfectly i don't know i mean maybe not but the fact is they could do a lot of damage yeah. with very with very mm-hmm. little resource. Mm-hmm. And that's the scary part about it. You you could do this with we saw this happen. Where was it, Glenn, recently where uh, supposed white supl- supremacists of some sort were firing yeah. at power plants and Correct. taking them offline. And it was, you know, short term uh, in that particular case. There's a lot more that would need to be done to talk about the types of death numbers you're talking about. But these aren't studies Glenn Beck is creating. This is what our military looking at these possibilities. Oh, yeah. If this goes away, what happens? It's not good. It's not good. Um, let me switch back here quickly to um, East Palestine. Uh, Pal- I uh, can never say it. East Palestine. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Kite. 
Well, I, look, it, uh, Palestine's been in everyone's I know. head for 100 million years, so I, I get right. And I, but now I get that thing, you know, I, I think you and I may be yes. the only two people that have it. <laughs> yes. You cannot say it because whatever you think, you think it's wrong, mm-hmm. and so you just don't say it. So then you I'm, say the yeah. one you believe is wrong in your head, yeah. and then it's always wrong. And it's always wrong. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyway, mm-hmm. um, do you remember when we talked to uh, uh, Caitlin? Uh, she owned the farm uh, that was really one of the closest to the train uh, derailment and she had to get out of her property and they handed her a uh, a waiver and said here we'll test your property just just sign this waiver and like no and she was looking for somebody to test the property that wasn't you know from the train uh, company or from the EPA and I said we will help you do that Well, uh, we started looking and it was um, interesting um, to to even find a company that was qualified, that was independent of the government and train companies that could test the water, air and soil for residents. It was not easy. Most of the companies were not helpful. Uh, One said, good luck, laughed and hung up the phone. When I say they weren't helpful, it led me to believe that some of these companies um, would not get involved because they know of government, uh, private, uh, and public partnerships, and maybe have some public-private partnerships. Um, We tried to find a company that would test the water, the soil, um, the sediment, the air, based on you know the chemicals that were released um into the air um they it's about 10 to 15 thousand dollars per property and we're willing to do this for caitlin but i'm not sure that's the best thing um and we can put caitlin and and you know we'll write the check if she wants to engage them um but i just want you to know there's there's uh there's too many public-private partnerships that are going on where everybody is scratching each other's back. That makes me quite nervous. Now, when it comes to the train, you know, the train company said, oh, that release, that was, well, was that a mistake? I don't know how that got out there. Okay, wait a minute. What? We were the first person to, we were the first show to bring to you the news. We got it from Caitlin uh, that they were, they were asking people in the neighborhood to sign releases. And Caitlin told us 350 people had already signed this, which signed away all of their rights to sue or anything else. Really bad. Uh, and so then when you had um, uh, J.D. Vance, the senator from Ohio, He went on and said, you know, about the legal uh, waivers, uh, we wanted to know, is this the same waiver and what's happening? Because he said it was a mistake. They accidentally did it. Well, what he didn't ask was, okay, but those who signed that mistake, are they going to be held to that? Or is that an invalid waiver? So we wrote to... um, Norfolk and ask them, uh, can you confirm that it's null and void? If it is null and void, how was it accidentally sent? 
Um, I'd like to hear that one. The 340 residents that signed the waiver at the time of our original interview, it could be higher now. Will those waivers be nullified? If the waivers are nullified, will you complete testing without a waiver? And are there any other partners beyond SeaTac and LLC Northbrook uh, uh, Southern that is is or will work on contamination testing, or are these the only companies that uh, uh, that you will cover the costs uh, for? So we got a call back, and I was shocked that we got a call back. Uh, it was on the record phone call with Connor Spielmaker. He's the senior communications manager, media relations for uh, the train company. And he said, I wanted to address your core question. I'm reading the transcript of a phone call with my uh, producers. I wanted to address your core question first about the waiver. I guess we're calling it. That was a mistake. So I believe the language, how it actually happened. I'm not sure. But there was a batch of those forms that were printed. That included that language. And it wasn't supposed to. Our producer asked, how did that happen? He said, well, probably it was just uh, some copy, you know, copy and paste from a Word document to make sure that whatever. It was certainly not intentional. And as soon as that mistake was realized, we pulled those forms, replaced them with the right ones. And we're contacting everybody and anybody who had that form and basically letting them know that that form is not enforceable. We said, uh, I could see how in an emergency, somebody on the ground chain of custody gets lost and people aren't getting right approvals. I could see how that mistake would happen. So everyone that either got the form or signed the form has been notified or will be notified that it's not enforceable. Correct. Have, have you reached everyone yet? I don't know, but obviously I'm sure we will reach some of them through you guys announcing it. Uh, we'll be providing uh, that to them in writing. Anyone that has uh, come and gotten assistance from uh, the railroad company through the Family Assistance Center, through reimbursements for expenses, or those $1,000 checks that are floating around, or has had Norfolk Southern contractor, whatever, in addition to the EPA or whoever was with us come to their property. No one has signed away any of their legal rights to us. That's uh, that's positive. That's really good. Assuming they, they back that up with action. Uh, we have an updated waiver too that we can get to here in a minute, but it looks like they have actually updated that uh, at some level already and are trying to get that out to people. Again, this is obviously a, a, a catastrophe that they're trying to deal with and, and while, you know, going through the blame of why the actual accident happened is something that's going to happen over the next, you know, months and years, you know, at this point, all they can do is do the best thing possible for the people around the situation and try to make it as tolerable as possible. If you're giving them a waiver that puts that wipes out all of your responsibility, that's a real problem. It looks like they've corrected that problem, which is a, a step in the right direction. Uh, also, we did get the updated waiver. We can will at least tweet that if we don't have time. We called Caitlin last night to see if she had heard from the railroad. It was 915 Eastern when we talked to her last night. She said she had not uh, received that information um, at uh, 745 this morning. 
we reached back out um, and wanted to get a copy of it, and we have it, and we will share it with you uh, in uh, in just a little while. So if you are one of those people that signed that waiver, know that that waiver is no longer enforceable, and you can sue them if you want to and anybody else. Um, however, they seem to be doing the right things. They you know, I don't know how stupid you have to be to send that waiver out and how that happened. However, they are trying to make it right. And I, I applaud them yeah. for and that. You, yeah, certainly some will argue that it was they're now doing PR yes. um, work afterwards. Whatever which, it is. Whatever it is. It could. All, but I mean, it's also plaus- totally plausible that in the middle of a chaotic situation, they pulled a standard waiver out and, and, and yeah. sent it to people. It's definitely plausible. As long as they're correcting it again. This is a bad situation. They're going to have to deal with the consequences of this. All, all you can expect out of them at this point is to do what they can to make these people's lives a little bit better. And, and they hopefully they're stepping in. seem to be doing that. They told us in this phone call, they are there for the long haul and they are not going to abandon the community. And we will continue to watch that and make yeah. sure that they are held to their word. Got to hold them to it. Our sponsor this half hour is American Financing. American Financing, NMLS 182334, www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org. Okay, simple choice to examine. You could be using your credit cards to pay down debts. Lots of people do it all of the time. Um, and you'll accrue 20 to 25% interest. Or you could be paying off those same debts at a much lower rate. And I'm talking 5 or 6%. Which one seems like the best deal? If you're a homeowner, maybe it is time to see the light at the end of the tunnel in the form of a cash-out refi from American Financing. You could take out some cash and maybe even pay some debt down. American Financing, a family-owned mortgage company that's in it for you, and they're saving people just like you an average of about $700 a month. You could end up being able to delay up to two mortgage payments and close in as little as 10 days. It's American Financing, so call them at 800-906-2440, 800-906-2440, or go to AmericanFinancing.net. 10 seconds, station ID. Going to be on with Megan Kelly on Sirius XM. Uh, coming up in about 35 minutes uh, and look forward to having a conversation with her today. I'm sure we're going to be sure we're going to be talking about Ohio um, and we're going to be talking, uh, I think, uh, a little bit also about the national divorce that happens to be trending right now. If you missed my podcast uh, this morning, uh, you can get it the first hour of today's podcast is on that subject, and I think it's um, extremely important. And I lay out the case uh, constitutionally for what has to be what has to be done. Uh, okay, so we're still waiting for <laughs> President Biden to come out and speak. Uh, I don't know where to go. Poland, Poland is where I was supposed to be. I don't know. Maybe he's in the Netherlands, but. Uh, He's supposed to speak about the uh, Ukrainian war with the Polish people, and they have him out almost like a Brandenburg Gate speech. Mm. Do you have any, any reason to rush him back? I mean, there's, there's look, he's an older gentleman. It's uh, Seeing the world is important as you get older. Maybe you tour a little bit. Why not look around Europe? Check out the sights. 
You know, go really wherever you want. I mean, I wouldn't mind it if, if you know, Jill was like, where did we put that president? Uh, where did he go? Um, is it in my other suit? Uh, I, I wouldn't mind if he just kind of wandering around looking at fountains and monuments. Aren't you the president? <laughs> oh, my gosh, it is you. He would have to actually come up with a clear answer. No, I don't know what you're talking about. Oh. Yet he is the guy on the list from the Washington Post, the number one presidential candidate. I don't want to ruin mm. the uh, the countdown, but yeah. <laughs> I will say that one's pretty obvious considering yeah. he's actually currently you serving as president. You won't believe how bad this bench is it's bad. for the uh, Democrats. We'll go into that here in just a minute. Stand by. The Glenn Beck Program. Let me tell you about Car Shield. If you're somebody who prides yourself on planning ahead, uh, you know of, of you know even difficult uh, situations. Uh, what do you have? What do you have in mind if your car is out of warranty and it breaks down? Because it's going to. It's not an if. It's a when. If you've planned everything out and you haven't planned that one problem, it's like. You know, catastrophic medical insurance. One big problem can just put you behind the eight ball for a long time. CarShield offers affordable protection plans that will fit every budget. You're going to want to have them uh, when it comes time for those costly repairs. So save a ton of money. I have. They could do the same thing for you. I've saved a ton of money on repair for my old trucks. You can also count on CarShield to help take care of you when your car breaks down and you're on the side of the road. Call CarShield now. Save 20% on your plan. You'll always be prepared for the unexpected. Call 800-227-6100. 800-227-6100. Or go to carshield.com slash Beck. carshield.com slash Beck. 800-227-6100. And blazetv.com slash Glenn is the place to go to subscribe to Blaze TV. Use the promo code Glenn and save. This is already being heralded as the most important speech since Kennedy went to uh, Berlin. And only, only slightly more important than Ronald Reagan standing at the Brandenburg Gate saying, Mr. Gorbachev, tear down this wall. We don't know what the president is about to say to the people of Poland, the one year anniversary of the Ukrainian war. I'm I'm who's with me. I'm rooting for Mr. Putin. Tear up that nuclear arms treaty. I oh, he already did that. Oh, so wow, the power of this speech <laughs> yes, already. Already. It's He's gotten good. rid of that pesky nuclear arms treaty. Yeah. You know, we have no limitation whatsoever on our or russia's nuclear no limitation whatsoever it's all gone wow now again you kind of remember the reagan years yeah you remember sure. them working hard yeah. to have limitations right, on this right, right. even though russia is not really a trustworthy partner How in such you? negotiations over the, the years uh, we have at least had that to point to 
uh, all the way up until now. Hmm. Um, well, wait. I mean, we didn't because wasn't there a big deal about Barack Obama? Yeah, yeah. I, I love this. Update. This is from uh, Michael Tracy. He's a he's a journalist. He says Putin just announced the suspension of the New Start. Uh, new start which is the treaty the only remaining nuclear arms control treaty between the u.s and russia that seems significant seems significant kind that, of. that's kind yeah. of yeah yeah uh, for the first time in decades there are no limits on either country country's arsenal sure to be declared another great diplomatic triumph for the biden administration <laughs> according to the consensus of the foreign policy community the biden administration has done a masterful job with diplomacy over the past year somehow the tanking of relations with russia and china to calamitous new lows doesn't factor into this not to mention iran and north korea what was called the most tangible foreign policy achievement of Obama's first several years in office <laughs> has now been blown to bits. And he highlights a New York Times article talking about the START uh, treaty. It's a little redundant to call it the START treaty because the last T mm. is treaty. Mm -hmm. So I'm saying it's the START treaty treaty, kind of. Right. Anyway, You're uh, calling but, it the START right, the, treaty. It, yes. Um, uh, it, is, uh, it, was, it passed 71 to 26, known as the New START treaty. Um, it cements... This is according to the New York Times, cements what is probably the most tangible foreign policy achievement of, of Obama's first two years in office. Uh, and uh, a big statement from 2010 from uh, who was then a person who was then the vice president of the United States uh, saying what an important and significant achievement this is for the really? Obama administration, really? of course, written by a man named Joseph Robinette Biden Jr. And what, what did he say exactly? He said, today, the Senate Foreign Relations Committee voted to approve the New START Treaty with a strong bipartisan majority. Mm. I congratulate Senator Kerry and Luger mm. and all the members of the committee for their hard work and their thoughtful review. There's no question that the New START Treaty, once it takes effect, will protect our security and make the world a safer place. So if you use that logic and reverse it here, right. because that's now been gone, we are now a more unsafe place, and we are not protecting our security. Wow. That's according to the guy who's going to tell you what a wonderful president he is but here in just moments. you know moments. what? I have to tell you, at least he's consistent. Is he? All of his moves have made us less safe. <laughs> right. Uh, right. We're less safe than we were mm -hmm. and uh, more unstable. Right. So, so at least, yeah, he's not he's not surprising us with doing something competent no. every once in a while. That would no. be confusing. It would be. Right? You know, just not even competent. Just something that fell into the favor of the United States of America. Right. You'd think if you you're think. just flipping a coin every once, once in a while, while, it would come up the stars yeah. and stripes. It doesn't. But it does not. It doesn't. Uh, he went on to say uh, this treaty would further improve our relationship mm. with Russia and enable us to deepen our cooperation on a host of key issues. This has worked out well, as well as a further, a further demonstrate America's leadership and efforts to prevent nuclear proliferation and nuclear terrorism. The president and I believe the full Senate should give this agreement, uh, agreement the same broad bipartisan support, which it eventually did get 71 to 26. Uh, and he goes on and blabs about it for a while. Uh, it's interesting, you know, and this, this guy who, uh, Michael Tracy is a journalist, but he's no, no fan of Donald Trump's either. He's critical of Trump, uh, as well. Uh, but it, it really does show that there is this weird thing that has been assigned to mm -hmm. Biden mm -hmm. really since he was named vice president, that he has some level of expertise on foreign relations. And, you know, he was VP for eight years, president. Now we're going to his third year as president. Have you seen even a glimpse of this expertise on display anywhere no. in any of these issues. No. Everything he's touched has turned to, to crap 
over and over and over again. Okay, so I want to give you a little bit of history um, because people are comparing this to World War II, and I think this is more like World War I, and I'll explain. In World War II, Neville Chamberlain, he was the uh, Prime Minister of England, he went over to meet the Fuhrer and say, well, you're not going to, I'm telling you, please don't go in and, and... and march through Poland. And, he's, and Hitler's like, I don't have any intention of doing that. And so when he arrived back home, he said there'll be peace in his day. But he also wrote this nice little letter. This is a, an actual copy of the letter from Neville Chamberlain to the Hitler Youth. In it, he talks about meeting this, the wonderful Fuhrer. And you are definitely the future of Germany. Okay. So definitely the future future, definitely the future. Okay. So that's how wrong he was. Also, there is this, and this is extraordinarily rare. This is while Hitler was talking about, I have no designs on Poland. What are you talking about? I don't want to go into Poland. Who's talking about going into Poland while he was saying that for that year, he had made this plan and then sent it. This is a top secret copy of the Third Reich uh, and the military plan filled with all of the plans. Here are all the maps and the plans. And this is the step-by-step plan to take over um, uh, Poland. They had every... (laughs) Yes, they had plans to... These are the actual... It wasn't like, hey, we're talking about it. We're not even talking about it. No, 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 no. They actually had the plan already in the hands of their military leaders, top secret. Okay, so that's what everybody is thinking this war is really all about. But it's actually a combination of a couple of things. Yes, we don't want to be Neville Chamberlain and dismiss Vladimir Putin. True. Um, He might have designs. We, We know many of his aides have designs, but also many of the people around him do not want that. So is he a madman like Hitler? Well, we know he throws people off the buildings. You know, you disagree with him. He kills you. So he's got that going in his madman favor. And we know that he would like to take Ukraine and expand the former Soviet Union. So he would take back all of those all of those territories like Poland. Reasonable. But we also are dealing with a Neville Chamberlain who, instead of a dove, is a hawk. Neville Chamberlain was an idiot. He was an idiot. Okay? I would say our president has been an idiot when it comes to foreign policy. Okay? So I don't want him really in charge. It was a good thing Winston Churchill was there to take charge of things after we found out who Hitler was. This is the better comparison. You have people in World War I, Fabian socialists, all over Europe and in the United States, but mainly in England, that designed World War I. They knew that if they could just get a European theater and they could roll through it, 
They wouldn't put Marxism in, but they would put their own socialist ideas in. The Fabian socialists would be able to control. They just needed to topple a lot of things that had been built for centuries. So they had designs on a war because they already had their plans of what, you know, Europe should look like and how it should run. Very much like the World Economic Forum today. And you had leaders all over uh, the world that bought into that plan and were egging it on, wanted it to happen. So when there was the flashpoint, everybody went in. What happened? Millions died. They did topple governments, but it set the the uh, table for World War Two because these guys were so arrogant that they put the thumbscrews to Germany instead of showing any kind of mercy, they thumbscrewed them. And that caused resentment, caused poverty, instability, instability at a time when this crazy man called Hitler was coming up amongst the ranks. We have to understand that there are people that we deem good guys, or at least on our side, that may be on our side... Kind of, but they're not looking at the same situation that we are. They're looking for a different outcome. So we have to be careful when we look at the World War II analogy. Is this World War II or is this the buildup of World War I? President Biden has just taken the stage in Poland, reminding people that NATO is more unified than ever. And Putin thought we would roll over, but we wouldn't. We'll have more coverage on it in just a second. First, my Patriot Supply. When it comes to stocking up emergency food, I think you should be prepared for anything and everything. I mean, killer vampire bunnies could attack. I'm just saying. Would you be surprised if that's what was in one of those balloons? If things seriously break down, um, you have to be prepared for pretty much anything. My Patriot Supply right now has uh, their three-month emergency food kit. You'll also get $200 worth of survival gear as a free bonus. You seriously never know what you're going to need if something goes wrong. If we went to war, if the grid went down, if you were just hit by another snowstorm that was devastating to your area, if the food supply kind of went down just for a few days, to see everything you'll get, I want you to go to MyPatriotSupply.com. Your $200 bonus gift comes free with each three-month emergency food kit that you order. That way, everybody in your family is prepared. But hurry, this offer is only good while supplies last. Check this off your list. Sleep better knowing that your family won't suffer if worst-case scenarios ever happen. God forbid they do. Go to MyPatriot.com. MyPatriot.com. Score free shipping as well. MyPatriotSupply.com. Dot com. MyPatriotSupply.com. This is the Glenn Beck Program. The president is now speaking war to war. Russia, saying it's we're simple. not... If Russia stopped invading Ukraine, to destroy Russia, it would end the war. If Ukraine 
Stop defending itself against Russia would be the end of Ukraine. That's why together we're making sure Ukraine can defend itself. The United States has assembled a world, worldwide coalition of more than 50 nations to get critical weapons and supplies mm. to the brave Ukrainian fighters on the front lines. Air defense systems, artillery, ammunition, tanks, armored vehicles. The European Union and its member states have stepped up with unprecedented commitment to Ukraine. Not just in security assistance, but economic and humanitarian refugee assistance and so much more. To all of you here tonight, take a moment, and I'm serious when I say this. Oh boy. Turn on and look, turn like around and look at one another. Look at what you've done so far. Poland is hosting more than 1.5 million refugees from this war. God bless you. So in listening to this on the buildup, he talks about the you know crimes against humanity, how Russia has to be stopped. If this isn't a buildup to war, I... I don't know what it is, Stu. Yeah, they kept saying, like, this is the first time a president has ever gone to a someone else's war and, and, and been on the ground there. Like, he didn't go to Sudan when and that was going on. This is the first time this has ever happened. Well, this might be an indication that it, it isn't someone else's war. It's our war. It feels like our war. You'll notice he's the one speaking. It's not the German chancellor. It's not the Polish president and him coming in with closing remarks. This is the American president speaking to Poland. Well, that seems like our war. Yeah. And I don't I don't understand where all the anti-war Democrats have gone. All gone. They've all evaporated. Vapor gone. They fought every single war. It doesn't matter how many times people were being beheaded on camera. They have they. Opposed every little bit of it. And then this thing, this is the one they're in on. The one where we're like, look, there is a, there is a, I don't know, uh, uh, a hawkish view where this really works and, and we have to push back against Russia. Some people have made that argument even on the right. But like the left, it never was friendly to that type of argument. No. And all of a sudden, just on this no. one, they seem to be f- in full embrace. And there is, they're not even oil here. There is no reason for us. There's no, remember, it should be in our uh, national uh, interest, interest sure. to be able to go in and fight. There is no national interest. Uh, there, there is NATO and him not going into, you know, uh, uh, Poland right. and Finland. As long as Finland. we have that treaty, that is yeah. certainly within but our interest. he's not in our treaty. And, uh, and, and we seem to be leading this war. And it, it sincerely bothers me. The problem is, this has been made to, oh, so you like Putin. No, I don't like Putin. Putin is a ruthless, deadly killer. Cold-blooded killer. We know who he is. Have you heard any talk about who he might be replaced by? Because the guys coming up behind him might be worse. Those people are the ones criticizing Putin for not going strong and hard enough in this war. They're saying, why did you back off? Why aren't you going for the whole country anymore? Why didn't you drop our biggest weapons on Ukraine? That's the criticism coming on Putin in, in country. 
Which, again, if he were to lose, we might get somebody better. It's possible. But, I mean, I don't have much faith in that. We might get somebody it's even It's almost worse. like uh, when the Fabian Socialists had a problem with the Kaiser. Uh, hmm. Maybe the guy behind the Kaiser might be a little worse. I stopped at, like, episode seven. What happened after that? <laughs> I don't know. I, I didn't even watch any of it. I've just oh, been geez. reading the summary. Something happened after yeah. the next the season. That was interesting. Program. 